Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again for another series of my interviews. We call this Let's Talk About It. And as you can see, I've got the wonderful Kevin Jones with me again, who is an amazing mentor and counselor, and he has so much insight. And I've invited him because I want us to bring some balance to our conversations so that we can get more of an insight as to how men are thinking and how we can improve our relationships, our, our communication, and just really begin to heal and begin to pivot and as I said, before we turn the camera on, we, there's some things we've got to unlearn before we can learn new things. Isn't that right, Kevin? Yes, ma'am. It truly is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying our conversations. And those of you that are watching, a lot of you called me or you text me and you told me how much you enjoyed the interview. But what I want you to do is leave the comments on this YouTube post. Actually, leave your comments. That would be so helpful to us to know what your feedback is and what your comments are and things you'd like us to talk about. But today we're going to start off talking about a book that I've had in my library for quite some time. It's called Men Are Like Waffles and Women Are Like Spaghetti. And one of the reasons I like this book, Kevin, is because it's metaphorical. I speak in a lot of metaphors and to think of men as waffles, they are like little boxes. They stay in one box. When they're watching TV, they're watching TV. When they're watching the football, when they're at work, uh, that's where they are. As opposed to women, we tend to be like spaghetti. We got it. We're multitasking. You know, we're all connected to this and that and church and work and school and PTA and taking care of mama and taking care of husband yeah. and taking care of this. I got a business going. We get all these ideas going. And uh, we wonder why sometimes we're not communicating because maybe the men in our life are in their box and they don't want to be disturbed or it throws them off balance. And they feel like you are bothering me. You're distracting me. And I don't want to. I'm not listening to you. Does that make does that ring true to you at all? It, it it does on a personal level because I'm the type of man that when I'm trying to focus, I would like to focus. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. I wish I did have some of the skill set that women have where they're able to multitask and take care of so many things, wash the kids, still cook the food and, <laughs> yeah. you know, make all the preparations and still talk on the phone and not miss a beat. I don't know not how you miss a beat. <laughs> I mean, we could uh -huh. be doing our nails, check our phone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. How's, how's the dinner yes. coming along? Oh, get the clothes out the dryer. And I think uh, on some level, maybe um, the Lord designed it that way because we have to have a special ear when the baby's crying. We got to be able to multitask. But I'm thinking, Kevin, do you think that on a more psychological level that maybe sometimes because of past trauma, because of past hurt, that sometimes people tune out? And they don't really um, have their senses available to other people because they've been hurt. They've been wounded. Does does that make any sense to you? Um, that's that's very true. Uh, a lot of people, particularly men or people who have been through traumas, tend to uh, stay away from people, don't want too much intercommunication uh, mm. with their surroundings, kind of like to be left alone. So from what I've seen. When I do classes uh, with group members, young men want to talk. They mm. want to express themselves. They want to open yeah. up. They want to share. They want you to know everything that's in their mind, their heart. 
the things they've gone through, um, the way they see life and the way they've been structured. I see quite a bit of it is pattern. I think we're kind of like feeding off each other as men and we're just looking around and filling ourselves out and just going along and following the patterns we see in our community, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, I think that based on the traumas I've had to go through in my life, it did make me the type of person that was standoffish or the type of man that really didn't want to open up because I wasn't sure if I could trust my counterpart with what I had inside my heart or what I felt inside my mind, things of that nature. So because men don't really process their emotions as adequately as women on occasion, I think that's why we hold in so much because we're not sure how to uh, process that emotional intelligence is very pivotal in a man's life. And that's where his mother comes in because she helps him understand these things even Proverbs talks about this in chapter one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oddly enough, it says you have to put the yoke of your, I mean, the understanding of your mother around your neck like a yoke. It's very true. You wear that like a chain because she helps you understand who you are from an emotional and personal level so that you understand how to deal with a woman later on down the line. So if right. a man lacks that, that guidance from his mother to understand his emotional intelligence and how to express himself and how to be vulnerable and still be strong then he's going to have a hard time trying to be in a relationship because he's going to force his his counterpart to accept him as he is. And if that means he's rigid and in his box and that means she's left to live a life with no communication, (laughs) no real substance, that's not going to work. So it's not going to work. And, you know, I I have to be honest, Um, having a husband and two sons, I realize that when when you're more in touch with your emotions and you have a wider vocabulary and you've had support groups and books to help you in magazines, that sometimes when you're not getting the reaction and the response back from your love male loved ones that you can get a little snappy. Oh yeah. You can become judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really shut down the communication because now the man feels insecure, feels of being they're being attacked. And I didn't know that as a younger woman. You know, I, I tell women sometimes we can not have kung fu, but a tongue fu. Mm-hmm. We can be really quick with the tongue yeah. and yeah. not realize that that tongue can become a weapon where men are become physically, you know, strong. But I think a lot of women sometimes don't understand the power of how we respond and what we say. And do we have discernment? Can we say, wait a minute, let me let me be quiet or let me let me put that in a different way. I mean, I spend a lot of emotional labor. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) I spend a lot of emotional labor. Like, should I say that? Is this the right time? Is this coming across judgmental? Uh, am I also meeting my needs? Am I also owning my voice? Am I understanding that our growth in certain areas are not in alignment? Right. Am I being patient? Am I being kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? It's like I've got to go through all these filters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, this conversation to me is very personal and very, very important, I think, for, for both parties to understand that perhaps our awareness and social shaping has been so uneven 
Mm-hmm. And then not to mention the pressures of life. And then, as you said, if if a man has had some trauma in the past, he's going to be more closed. I find mm-hmm. he's going to be more protective and, and guarded. And that does not create a healthy relationship if the woman or the mother or the wife or the girlfriend doesn't understand. And she starts to take it personal. Yeah. Um it's very difficult not to take things personal when you're so yeah. close to the situation of yeah. honestly speaking. But like I've told a lot of my group members, when someone doesn't know you and they do something offensive, it's easy to understand that that wasn't personal. Don't even know me. We don't have any conversation, anything like that. So I can't say what you did was personal to me. However, when someone knows you and they speak about something or they address something that you both know is real and it's a touchy subject, well, yeah, if it doesn't come across correctly, that's going to be taken personally. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to feel like a personal attack. So I had to understand something about women that I was looking for in myself. I was looking for upliftment because I had been through some things in my life where I was put down or made to feel less than mm-hmm. by people I thought were supposed to be close to me. Not so. So having a woman who I'm saying I want to spend the rest of my life with, point out some of my flaws, Mm -hmm. my shortcomings. Okay, I can accept that, but it's the way she says it that comes across. It's the tone. Like a knife-cutting skin. Yeah, it's (laughs) the tone. It stings. And so men don't like to feel that prick and then have to be in the same proximity with this person who's telling me, it's okay now, I'm, I'm back. Like, no. Um, you just hurt me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why they say familiarity. Like <laughs> that's why that saying familiarity breeds contempt. When you're too yes. close, you're under the same roof, you're with each other all the time. You become yes. too familiar, and it gives a person an advantage because they know they're much more aware of your triggers, mm-hmm. and then they can turn around and use that as a weapon. It's very true. You can have you can have let's say for example, you can have a man who's uh very respected, uh very strong, um, mm-hmm. very tough in the community. And every other man in the community and woman may know this about him, but his woman, his huh. woman, yes, who's close to him, who knows all the things that he's allowed her to know about him, yeah. she'll treat him a different way at times when she's upset, and he'll let her get away with it because. I know you're close to me. I know you like that, but it doesn't make it okay for her to cross certain lines, especially in an open form where he's seen a certain way, you know, and he may allow certain things to go on in the home as far as how she expresses herself because he understands his woman, but yet there's still a particular image that he has to maintain in society as a man, particularly as a black man. So when a man has to constantly fight a community or a world where he's over and over trying to prove himself. Mm. And then he goes home and he has to jump through hoops to prove himself to his woman. Again, that becomes very difficult. Yeah. You don't want the home to become a battleground. And that's what I find. Uh, you know, both of us are counselors and coaching others. And I'm so glad that you are available to my community for them to reach out to you um, to get some coaching and counseling because we have so much to unlearn. And one of the things I found to be true is that as a woman, I never understood the difference between love and respect. 
love is so important to women, affection, attention, and we're seeking that. And we never, well, I'm speaking for myself and so many women that I interact with. We never really understood the difference between what a man wants is respect and getting the respect builds up the love and the attention and the appreciation that we crave as a woman. But when you cannot, when you don't know when you're crossing the line, you don't know those skill sets, you don't know how important it is to a man's sense of self and security, uh, then these relationships become, these homes become battlegrounds. And I find that divorce happens and abuse happens and addiction happens (laughs) happens and everybody's blaming everybody when the truth is neither one of you were equipped. Neither one of you had the skill set to create respect and love. I mean, we toss these words around, but do Mm. we really know what respect looks like, what Mm. love looks like, what appreciation looks like? And do we understand that when one person has been so beat up they become deaf. They no longer right. hear you. Right. They no longer, they no longer see you. They, no no, longer they become you. completely. <laughs> and, and, and so what happens, people leave the relationship emotionally mm-hmm. before they leave it physically. Yes. I'm glad you pointed that out because that goes right back to childish behavior and adult behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go into an adult situation, an adult relationship with childish behavior. People forget this because they think, oh, it's okay to act this way or say this or blurt this out. All immature behavior that gets a repulsed response from anybody. Wouldn't matter if it was the man. It wouldn't matter if it was the woman. This type of behavior, when it goes on too long and a person makes makes an environment for it, that's where we as men make our mistake. Not saying that women are childish. What I'm saying is that you just pointed out boundaries need to be set from the very beginning. And we as men oftentimes allow boundaries to be crossed until we get upset and then we snap. And that's not right, because if we communicate from the beginning, this is who I am. These are the things that trigger me. These are the things I like. And these are the things that I know I don't like. I would appreciate if you don't try to force it on me. Um, I would appreciate if you don't trigger me in this way. And I would like to know what triggers you. I mean, a lot of people don't have this conversation, but it is a real conversation we should be having. And it comes, it comes too late in the relationship. I know for me, what I have found is that most common that I find is that men's default is anger. And for me, my default childish behavior was just uh, silent treatment. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Just like anger is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like you said, we go into these relationships not knowing what is your trigger. And I, I often say in my counseling, we rush into relationships never knowing how a person deals with sickness, how they deal with debt, mm-hmm. how they deal with loss, how they deal with, you know, uh, shame. Because these are the things that bring up these raw emotions that the other person gets the brunt of it because you were romancing and honeymooning. You never really the all you saw was the representative. You know, you never really saw how this person is wired. You don't know what their past trauma is. You don't know what you know. It's like I use this image of a child driving a car. Yeah. You would never let a seven year old drive a car. But sometimes the seven year old and me who was hurt. Yes. Seeing parents get divorced. Yes. 
somehow the, the little girl in me that felt invisible and like, what am I doing in this family? And I don't fit in who just withdrew a lot, who didn't understand my mother's personality, didn't understand my bonus father's personality. I learned my default was just withdraw. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking. And it's like having a seven year old drive a car. Mm-hmm. And then when you have men who default is to be angry or to be abusive yeah. or for them to shut down. Now their seven-year-old is driving the yeah. car and you've got two seven-year-olds driving Absolutely. this car called marriage or dating or relationship. And you're wondering mm-hmm. why it's exploding. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right because there's two triggers that happen between men and women over and over again in almost every relationship that we Mm -hmm. can name men shut down like you said they start to not communicate or what they call disassociation so once you disassociate it triggers the woman to become passive aggressive now i'm going to attack you because i need communication i need to know where we stand i need understanding i need information and now i'm going to pack you into a corner now you've backed me into a corner and i'm trying to disassociate guess what i'm going to do i'm going to attack I'm going to defend myself because now you've triggered me to go back to my childhood where I was bullied or where I was backed into a corner or where I was outspoken and I didn't articulate myself well. And I looked like a fool. You're taking me back to a place I don't like being mentally and emotionally. So when I'm in this corner and then I respond, I hit the refrigerator. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. I'm doing all these things because I'm trying to show you. Yes. I'm under attack right now. I'm in fear mode. I'm in survival mode. Back up. Back Women up. Women don't know how to back up. Yeah. I <laughs> had that experience. They just want to get their point across. That's all. They don't mean no harm. But no. like I said, when we don't have parents to guide us in these particulars, to help us understand when you see this, it's what this means. Oh. That's right. So now as an adult male, I have to feel my way around. I have to figure it out. I have to ask people hoping that another man will be able to give me an answer, not a foolish one. And that a foolish one I take back into my household. And now I'm trying to implement something that is not working for me and my woman. I just yeah. uh, categorically destroyed my relationship, taking the advice of a person that didn't know what they were talking about. So you know, that is very critical for us. Yeah. I love having these critical conversations with you because it can get so deep. I mean, there's so many layers, so many different directions we could go with these series called Let's Talk About It, Kevin. And I want my audience to uh, know that you are available. You're in Southern California. I'm in Southern California, but we have technology where people could have a Zoom counseling session with you or Zoom counseling session with me. But I really want my audience to understand the whole intention of me doing this interview series with you is to uncover these issues that are tearing up our families and our communities that are destroying uh, men and women's self-esteem that it, because we lack the tools. We now have the luxury that your parents, my parents, their parents, and their parents did not have the luxury to sit down and talk yeah. and explore these things and understand the spiritual, the psychological, the emotional, the mental uh, aspects and essence of who we are and how it affects generations upon generations. So I thank you so much for being with me again today, Kevin. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share based on what we talked about today? (laughs) Um, 
I would like to definitely say you started off saying that we have to uneducate ourselves on the the, the old things that we thought we understood. We have to re-educate ourselves on the new things that are going to help us be better. I believe Jesus said it the same. He said you can't put old uh, new wine in old wine skins because it'll burst. So I, I I think everybody should take note of that. There's a necessary uh, uneducation that needs to happen. You have to uneducate yourself on things that are not working for you and start putting in the good stuff that will work. Something new, something effective. Yeah. Now, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform as you. Yeah, and please let them know the best way to reach you to set up a session. Okay, so... Um, you want them to reach you by email, email or there. by phone? Yeah. Huh? I'll post your email again for them to reach out to you. Thank you. Thank uh, you so where much. they can call you and set up... Um, an appointment or where they could um, email you and have a Zoom session with you or come to some of your group sessions. But thank you Absolutely. so much for your time today. And listen, audience, please reach out to myself and Kevin. Uh, don't be shy. Don't don't be ashamed. Don't think you're the only one. Understand that this is about empowerment and, and understanding and healing and communication. And we are here to serve you. So thank you so much for watching. Be sure to hit the share button and let others know about this conversation called Let's Talk About It with Jewel Diamond Taylor and Kevin Jones. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. Stay in the line. Thank you as well.